Hello and welcome to We Are Marvel, where we explore all the corners of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we are the official podcast of the We Are Marvel Facebook group. Go give us a follow on there. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jeremy. I am your other host. My name is Justin. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We're excited. Indeed. Yeah. Sorry, I'm chewing on ice. <laughs> As one would during a podcast. I uh, didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm drinking a root, a free root beer I got from my DoorDash. You just said a root-free root beer. <laughs> a free root beer from DoorDash. <laughs> a root because free they gave root us beer the... is just beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Please tell us. Tell us your your story here. I am curious what happened. Well, so we ordered DoorDash, <laughs> and right. um. For some barbecue, and we got the order. The dickhead knocked really loud twice, scaring our cat, which we didn't prefer, but whatever. Uh, and it was a very big bag, which we ordered a lot, so it was like, okay, fine, you know, this is the bag it came in. And right. then I started opening stuff up, and it was like, hey, here's a salad we didn't order. Here's a second salad we didn't order. Here's a third and fourth salad we didn't order. <laughs> and the food was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and there were sodas, and it's like this is not right at all. The nice thing, though, uh, yeah. the silver lining of COVID is if you get the wrong food on DoorDash, and then I assume COVID or not, you if you get the wrong food on DoorDash, you get to keep it. Yeah, because they're not going to. Yeah, they're not going to just take it and give it to who it went to, because you yeah. could do something to it, yeah. and that's gross. So yes, <laughs> we got a <laughs> shit ton of free ribs, and. I hopefully have what I actually ordered waiting for me upstairs. Awesome. And a free root beer that I've been chugging yeah, since yep. we started here. Yeah, and chewing the ice because he's starving, poor guy. I'm so sorry. I am very hungry. <laughs> but uh, Well, get over I, it. We've I got put a up whole for episode. It, uh, put up with it for you. And do the <laughs> appreciate listener. it. Oh, okay. Thank you from them. <laughs> All right, um, but as as the title says, uh, we are doing the Marvel one shots, and I mentioned last week that there were four. I'm a big old liar. There's five. Big old dummy. It's more like it. I thought about correcting you at the end, but I was like, I just want to get done. So I want to eat my food. So, <laughs> but there are five. Um, I don't know if you'll have where they released or what no, home I, video I, they released with, but I no, I can fill I that, that in out. for you. So you you are going to fill it in because I left that out. Okay. Because big yeah. old demodems. All right. Well, we're just going to jump into it because yeah. Justin's starving. He's chewing ice <laughs> on pod. Jeez, <laughs> I didn't are we mean doing? to. <laughs> That's the other thing. I meant to just have a I, sip, and ice I, got in there, and I then we started, and couldn't be helped. <laughs> it's either all right. chewing ice or choking on ice. <laughs> And choking is harder to recover from. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. I'm. I'll let you know when we're done with the episode. What I preferred. <laughs> okay. All right. Without any more off-track freaking DoorDash talk, <laughs> here we go. Marvel one shots. Mm-hmm. So Marvel one shots are a series of direct-to-video short films produced by Marvel Studios, set within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They were released from 2011 to 2014. The specific dates Justin will talk about later when we get to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are included as special features, which Justin loves, in the MCU Blu-rays and digital distribution releases, not on the DVD releases. That's why, as Justin says, you got to get the Blu-rays to get the special features. 
It is true. That's sad, though, that they weren't... I know I always got Blu-rays, so I didn't know that. Well, you were ahead of the curve. I guess so. Yes, I often am. Not really. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the films, which range from 3 to 15 minutes, are designed to be self-contained stories that provide more backstory for characters or events introduced in the films. Uh, two of these shorts have actually been the inspiration for television series set in the MCU. That's a funny thing to happen on the way to Thor's hammer. Shut up. That's not the first one. I know it. Gosh. I hate you. The Consultant is the first one. That is a scary face. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so The Consultant. Um, so obviously we can't just show you what this is. We're not doing a video podcast today. So I'm pretty much going to kind of describe what kind of happened. Got okay. a couple of of interesting, sometimes fun facts, sometimes mm-hmm. Easter eggs, because mm-hmm. I make them the same thing. So I'm uh-huh. going to say they're both. Right. And Justin will chime in with his witty banter along the way. All right. Here uh, we go. To start out, uh, the consultant released September 13th, 2011, with the home media release of Thor. Uh, Set after the events of Iron Man 2 and the Incredible Hulk, Phil Coulson informs Jasper Sitwell that the World Security Council wishes that Emil Blonsky should be released from prison to join the Avengers Initiative. They see him as a war hero and blame the devastation in Harlem on Bruce Banner. Boy, are they wrong. Mm -hmm. The Council orders them to send an agent to ask General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross to release Blonsky into S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. As Nick Fury does not want to release Blonsky, the two agents decide to send a patsy to sabotage the meeting. At Sitwell's urging, Coulson reluctantly sends the consultant, Tony Stark. Boom. Yes. As partially depicted in the post credit scene of The Incredible Hulk, a dis- disgraced Ross sits drinking at a bar when he is approached by Stark, who annoys Ross so much that he tries to have Stark removed from the bar. In reply... Stark buys the bar and has it scheduled for demolition. <laughs> the next day, Coulson informs Sitwell that their plan worked and that Blonsky will remain in prison. What I like about this is it ties up a lot of loose ends from phase one when they didn't know what they were doing quite yet, including right. making Tony a consultant, which didn't make a lot of sense, <laughs> and the end tag scene for Incredible Hulk, which ended up not making a lot of sense. Because I read that, and I've said it before on show, that it made it seem like the Avengers were going to be going after Hulk. Hmm. Like, that was one of the things that they were going to be formed to do, is Hulk is viewed as a menace and something Mm -hmm. that needs to be taken care of. And so the Avengers formed to do that. Which is true to book, which is why I was okay with it. But that's not what ended up happening in Avengers, and so it was just a nice way to be like, nope. We just fucked up. And that's another thing these one-shots do, especially when we get to, like, All Hail the King, is they find a way to kind of retroactively fix the things that didn't work or make the fans irritated in the movies, like All Hail the King. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I like these. Because, yeah, like you're you're saying, they do do that. Um, Some of these others are just kind of interesting side stories. Yeah. Um, But this one definitely kind of cleaned things up a little bit mm-hmm. a couple of a couple of fun factos here 
Clark Gregg and Maximilio Hernandez returned to portray Agent Phil Coulson and Agent Jasper Sitwell, respectively. And they're joined via footage by Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark slash The Consultant and William Hurt as General Ross and Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky in his abomination form. Um, Greg said he was told about the short film program in the same phone call that warned him Coulson would die in The Avengers. And the third one, uh, The Consultant was written after a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's Hammer, which is the next one we'll be talking about. And it was written Oilers. after... <laughs> sorry. Um, due to that taking up 80% of the budget that was reserved for the two, that's why it was written after. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. So uh, they put here that uh, since there was so little left, it only left enough budget, quote, for two guys talking. Which it pretty much is what they did. <laughs> yeah. And to help with this, Pearson included Sitwell in the short, who had a minor role in Thor and had him and Coulson, quote, brainstorming a way to deal with this red tape bureaucratic politics of the Avengers Initiative. Fair yeah. Enough. All right. And now on to the next one that I just spoiled. A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Came out October 25th, 2011. With the home media release of Captain America, the first Avenger. Yay! Woot woot. Alright, so what this one was, this is set before the events of Thor. Phil Coulson stops at a gas station on his way to Albuquerque, New Mexico. While Coulson shops for snacks in the back of the station, two robbers enter and demand the money from the register. When the robbers ask whose car is outside, Coulson reveals himself, surrenders his keys, and offers to surrender his pistol as well. As he turns over the gun, Coulson distracts the robbers and subdues both men in seconds. He then nonchalantly pays for his snacks while subtly advising the clerk not to mention his involvement to the police and leaves the station. I do like this one, but of all of them, it's my least favorite because it doesn't really add anything to the mythos of the MCU. No, it doesn't. Um... But it does add this, which I'm glad you brought that up. It says that the short stars Clark Gregg reprising his role as Agent Phil Phil Coulson and served to showcase Coulson as, quote, more than just an annoying bureaucrat of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which it does help with that. I'll give him that. Because it does show that he, okay, he's got some chops. Like, he took these guys down pretty good and and looked cool. But you're right. It doesn't really add much more than that. Yeah. And the other kind of interesting thing here is that the gas station is actually a Roxxon gas station. Oh, yeah. I noticed old... that the second time oh. around. Yeah. I didn't watch any of these uh, to prep for this. I just remember them. So That's little fair. details, obviously, like Roxxon, I'll forget. But yeah. broad strokes, people. Broad strokes. Yes. I'm I'm here to remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Actually, this next one, item 47, and the one after this, I had never seen until today. Which makes um, me sad, so, but it's okay. I'm sorry. I just, I honestly, I didn't know that they were. Exactly. This one, I had no idea was a thing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, both of these, I didn't know they were. I knew one shots were, but I didn't know these two. I just, <laughs> I knew Marvel one shots. That's as far as I knew. It's just kind of disappointing. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's why. But I'm the here. next one, thank <laughs> you, is titled Item 47. Released September 25th, 2012, with the home media release of The Avengers. Benny and Claire, a down-on-their-luck couple, find a discarded Chatari gun 
quote, item 47, left over from the attack on New York in the Avengers. The couple used it to rob a few banks, drawing the attention of S.H.I.E.L.D., which assigns agents Sitwell and Blake to receive retrieve the weapon and, quote, neutralize the couple. Agent Sitwell tracks down the couple down to a motel room that gets wrecked in the subsequent confrontation, and then and the stolen money gets destroyed. Instead of killing the couple, Sitwell invites them to join S.H.I.E.L.D., with Benny assigned to the R&D think tank to reverse engineer the Chitauri technology, and Claire becoming Blake's assistant. What's interesting about this, aside from, I was really hoping, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was about to be a thing, Mm -hmm. I was really Mm -hmm. hoping that they would be on the show, and then they weren't. Because oh, the guy awesome. is, um, what's his face from that movie Swim Fan? I don't remember his name. Jesse Bradford. Yeah. Like, he, he was a face I knew, so I was like, oh, they got an actual, like, not a big name, but they got a name, and maybe yeah. he'd be in the show, and then he wasn't. Um, yeah. But I liked that they kind of showed that the events of Avengers wasn't contained completely. Mm-hmm. It also mm-hmm. is kind of brought back up in Homecoming obviously yes but like there are alien bodies and weaponry all over the place that can't possibly be accounted for Mm -hmm. so yeah it was just a nice way to tie up that loose end absolutely yeah it was cool and and it's all honestly kind of a a a cool little intro into spider-man homecoming with the whole cleaning up of of the big New York attack and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, as I said, the film stars Jesse Bradford, but it also stars Lizzie Kaplan as Benny and Claire, respectively. The film also sees the return of Agent Sitwell, played by Maximiliano Hernandez, and it introduced Agent Blake, who's portrayed by Titus Welliver. I don't believe he um, ever came back. Oh, I think he did, actually. In... The TV series Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What? Yeah. Um, so it says here that uh, they had the idea for the short after watching the Avengers and thinking, New York is a mess. There must be weapons everywhere. The thing I just and, said. <laughs> yes. Well, I had it written down. So I got to read it. Yeah. It's just how it is. And it also helped inspire the MCU television series Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Very like much. I also said. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. And our number fourth one, Agent Carter. Number yeah, fourth number one. Number fourth. Number fourth. Number fourth one, Agent mm-hmm. Carter. Uh, released <laughs> September 3rd, 2013, digitally, and physically September 24th, 2013, with Iron Man 3. I assume that means that Iron Man 3 released digitally early. One year after the events of Captain America, the first Avenger, Agent Peggy Carter, now a member of the Strategic Scientific Reserve, is stuck compiling data instead of working field cases. One night, while alone in the office, the case line rings, informing Carter of the location of the mysterious Zodiac. What? Yeah. She goes to the location and is able to retrieve the serum single-handedly. The next day, her boss, Agent John Flynn, reprimands her for not going through the proper procedures to complete the mission. Carter explained that the mission was time-sensitive, but Flynn is unmoved, dismissing the indignant Carter as an old flame of Captain America's who was given her current job out of pity for her bereavement. 
Oh. What a jerk. Good thing I love How this actor. <laughs> I do too, actually. Jerk. I was very excited to see him in this. <laughs> uh, I wish he wasn't a jerk, though. Anyways, he often the is. case line... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the case line rings again, this time with Howard Stark on the other end, Damn. who tells Flynn to inform Carter that she will co-head the newly created S.H.I.E.L.D. And then in a mid credit scene, Dum Dum Dugan is seen poolside with Stark, marveling at two women wearing the newly created bikinis. <laughs> and who could blame them? I, I love this one. <laughs> one, Bradley Whitford's great, which is also <laughs> cool because he was brought back even recently Shut uh, in up. something <laughs> that Jeremy will talk about here in a second. I have it here, yes. Um, but also to see Dum Dum Dugan back. Was yeah, that cool. was cool. It was. Like he wasn't in Agents of Shield or anything. Like there was no real mention of him at all post yeah. the first Captain America. So it was really nice to see him again. It was. It was very cool. It was well, just yeah, funny. Just, he's just he's just, just sitting there. Yeah. All right, I'll read that one first. It's later on. But Agent Flynn, who is played by Bradley Whitford from the West also Wing, also voice and from Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. That show. Uh, he also voices Colonel Flynn in What If Captain Carter Were the First Avenger? What? Both characters being dismissive of Peggy Carter's ability. I didn't He's know that. He's a jerk in both. <laughs> <laughs> of course you didn't, silly. I didn't read it yet. <laughs> Obviously. It was a nice touch. When I saw was, his yeah. name, like we knew that the Peggy Carter one was going to be the first one. And when I saw his name... I was like, oh, that's a nice little throwback that I don't think many people would get. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you I wouldn't because you hadn't even seen this yet. Yeah. So. But when I did read that, I was like, that's right. That was his voice. Because mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I know that voice. That guy's great in <laughs> Studio 60. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. A couple more things on this one. Uh, so, as we've mentioned, Haley Owl reprises her role as Peggy Carter, along with Dominic Cooper, Neil McDonald, and Chris Evans reprising their role as Howard Stark, Timothy Dum Dum Dugan, and Steve Rogers slash Captain America, respectively. Now, the Evans ones appearing is via archived footage, and the short film introduces Bradley Whitford as Agent John Flynn and Shane Black as the disembodied voice. Oh, that's hmm. right. And he went, and this was, he directed Iron Man 3, so this was on the release of his movie. Nice. So there you go. And uh, so this one I th- would be an Easter egg. I'm pretty sure, Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. In oh, the Marvel Comics universe. <laughs> I know. I don't even know why I said that. Why would I even put myself in this position? I don't know. Here we are. You're already starting out well. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, in the Marvel Comics universe. Zodiac is the name of a supervillain team modeled after the figures of the Zodiac that first fought the Avengers. Uh, on the vial that Carter confiscates on her field mission is a symbol resembling the Zodiac Key, an advanced energy weapon that Scorpio and other members of Zodiac wield. That's cool. Easter egg, thank you. You did it right. It only took a phase and a half, but you got there. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is funny. I did not check to confirm this one because uh, I just hope it's true because it's hilarious. Um, but during his during his cameo, Howard Stark is seen wearing the same robe Tony Stark was wearing in Iron Man 2. Hmm. 
<laughs> that would be cool. That would be. I I hope it, it was just sitting in this closet me. and Tony was like, I'm going to take this and wear it now. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Thanks, sir. And number five, our last one. This one you can easily watch on Disney Plus. The others you will have to do a little bit of digging. Yeah. Um, and YouTube actually, or buy the Blu-rays. Item 47 was the hardest one to find the full thing on. Really? Yeah, I thought it was weird. The others were pretty easy Google searches. Um, but the last one, All Hail the King. Released digitally February 4th, 2014, and physically February 25th, 2014, with Thor The Dark World. That thing we just talked about. So this actually works out pretty well. This is perfect timing. I know we didn't plan it, but it actually does work very well as to when these actually were released. So yeah, good job. That, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good job yourself too, sir. <laughs> All right. So Trevor Slattery, having been captured at the end of Iron Man 3, is now being held in Seagate Prison. At the prison, he is living luxuriously, having his own mm. personal butler, Herman, as well as other inmates who act as his fan club and protect from and protection from other inmates. Uh, looking on at the attention Slattery receives is the in the cafeteria is Justin Hammer. Who wonders what makes him so special? We don't know. Uh, Slattery has been talking with a documentary filmmaker, Jackson Norris, to chronicle the events of the Mandarin situation seen in Iron Man 3. Mr. Scoot McNary from Batman v Superman. Yeah, Scoot. I like him. He's <laughs> Good old I like Scoots. Him. I, just, I just like him. Good. Uh, trying to learn more about him personally, Norris recounts Slattery's past from his first casting as a child to his starring in a failed CBS pilot. Norris eventually informed Slattery that his portrayal has angered some people, including the actual Ten Rings terrorist group, which Slattery, Slattery did not know existed. Norris tells him the history of the Mandarin Should and the terrorist the group. Should have watched the first Iron Man movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, before he actually reveals that he is actually a member of the group. The real reason for Norris interviewing Slattery is to break him out of prison so he can meet the actual Mandarin. Hearing this, Slattery still has no idea of the full ramifications of his posing as the Mandarin. And neither do we. No. <laughs> Though, but it seems like that's going to be resolved. Yes, exactly. We don't <laughs> know more. that yet yeah. because there we are things we haven't yet. seen yeah. <laughs> and if don't tell us if it I is haven't read the instant. articles I just nope. saw them and went okay I, I see anything with even Shang-Chi in it keep scrolling yep I try <laughs> I know I, I do like this one it's definitely kind of a reaction video to people not liking the twist of Mandarin but <laughs> I think it's a nice way to I don't know, just sort of catapult into we could get the real thing one day, and now we've gotten the real thing the mm -hmm. other day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't. It'll be a couple, couple weeks when this actually comes by, out. But. Yeah, by the time this actually comes out, we'll be a lot closer than we are at present time, but <laughs> at least another three weeks for us. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll get there. But it'll be worth it. Everything I've heard, is, it's it's going to be worth the wait. I like yeah. that we finally get to see the uh, anarchist Captain America shield on the back of his neck, which was in the Iron Man 3 trailers, but not in the actual mm -hmm. movie. That's right. 
Um, Justin Hammer coming back was, of course, great. He even has a couple jokes at the end during the credits, which are fun. Yeah, yeah, we don't see him until the end, or at least I don't, maybe he's in the background, but I didn't notice him. But but we didn't, we don't see him until the end. But yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it's just great. All right, a few kind of facts about this one. Uh, hmm. So the film stars Ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery, reprising his role from Iron Man Three. Scoot McNary, as we mentioned, as Jackson Norris. Lester Spite as Herman, and Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer, reprising his role from Iron Man Two. I hope they bring him back. That'd be I so fun. Yeah. Bring him back in Ironheart or Armor Wars. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Perfect. We'll do it. It's going to Free idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trevor is imprisoned at Seagate Prison. In the Marvel Comics, Seagate is where the superhero Luke Cage was created. Mm-hmm. Was it... What they call it in the show? I feel like was, it was it Seagate. Was it Seagate? I don't, okay. I don't. I haven't watched Luke Cage in a very long time, so yeah. I'd have to look. But I think it is. Same, same. Uh, this so. one I thought was... I'm going to say this one for last, actually, because it's okay. hilarious. Okay. Um, so an inmate at Seagate is called Fletcher Higgs. A bears... And bears a tattoo of a chess pawn near his eye. In the comics, Higgs was the knight, a member of a group of personal assassins called the Chessmen. Hmm. Little All wink right. and a nod there. <laughs> yeah. And the last one. And nodding. Gross. Sorry. Sorry. I can't stop. It's stuck now. Uh, the title of Trevor Slattery's CBS show, Caged Heat, was the code name for Iron Man 3. During I, think pre- I knew that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. You, you do get to see if. I do recommend you watch all of these because mm-hmm. I, I know I described them, but there is more to them than what I'm describing. Yeah. Like the fight, the actual fight scene in Agent Carter is yeah. way cooler. I don't even think I mentioned it, that she fought anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, in this, there is kind of a flashback of him in his caged heat. It's like a, like a little trailer or something. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Like clips from the failed pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, there we go. Those are the five... Marvel one shots. I really hope that we get some more back. I know they're really busy. And They've it, been it, teasing them forever that it was going to be a thing that they were going to bring back, but I don't see it happening anytime soon with all the shows. Yeah, they're, they're like, apparently supposed to be a couple after this, but there one excuse was there just wasn't enough room for Guardians of the Galaxy. There wasn't enough room on the Blu-ray. It's like really? That's, That's a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just bought the Snyder Cut, and it's like four hours long. I think you can <laughs> squeeze in a 10-minute clip. Definitely. But, I, I mean, I think, yeah, so we would both like to see him again. We don't think it'll happen, but please surprise us. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like you could just put it on Disney Plus as a fun little feature. And that's the kind of stuff they're yes. doing. They're doing the Guardians holiday special. They're doing some Halloween special next year, it sounds like. True, so, true, true. I don't know. It, it would be cool, but I don't. It's not. It, it's. It was more of a need before Disney Plus, where it was like I need something more than just the movies to tide right. me over for more movies. But now we have the shows, and so that's yeah, true. Do you have a favorite? Ooh, um, we didn't rank them, but we didn't. I would say, oh, that is tough. I, I would say Agent Carter might actually be my favorite one. Nice. I think I'd go with All Hail the King. 
just okay. it's it's longer it's more intriguing and by the end with the mandarin thing it's like oh my god they might actually finally do the mandarin correctly yeah i think and definitely at the time i think agent carter would have been really cool because we get to see kind of what happens mm-hmm. after this we do get um the show yeah but but before that like this is all we got and it was really cool to see her kind of in action because yeah. again the, I, that, I was hoping was awesome i was hoping they would put that scene at the end of a season finale or the series finale of agent carter mm-hmm. and it would just yeah. be that that would be so yeah. cool would have been so been. cool yeah but it got canceled so what do you do you just uh keep going with life because we got disney plus now and there's a lot of really cool shows on there mm-hmm. what <laughs> if this week was great it really was well it was it, as of recording it this week Yes. As of the releasing this, it was like three weeks ago. But yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. It was. I like it. I've been enjoying them quite a bit. I can't wait so. for us to talk about them, which will probably be yes. soonish by the time this releases. If it's not after my next pick, it'll be before it. I don't know how many episodes there's going to be. I don't I don't I think remember it's now. eight. But we'll see. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be nine, and then they moved it down to eight because they're making a season two. Isn't yeah, that I think something so. I read? Yeah. It's it's either eight, it, it was nine and it's eight, or it was ten and it's nine. It's one of those. So we're getting eight or nine. Or, or it was or 11 and now it's 10, or down. it was 12 and now it's 11, or it was... <laughs> we can keep going. <laughs> we could, but we're not going to. No, So That's... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Without much further ado, because I don't want to bleed this rock any drier than it already is. Uh, our next topic, if it's not what if, and I don't think it will be, uh, is going to be our next movie, which is Should one we? of my personal favorites, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The Winter? Winter. <laughs> yeah, so this will be out that day, that day. Um, it might be the next one. We might have to squeeze something in or we'll be skipping a week again. That's something we'll figure out off the podcast. I think we could. So we will either have one more episode of a random topic, or as Justin said, it will be amazing. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I'm pretty excited to watch this one again, actually. Yeah, I love it. It's Even after everything we've seen, it's still one of my favorite, like, easy <laughs> top five favorite MCU yeah. movies. So. Yeah, it's, it's so freaking good. Just the well, spy thrill. I mean, we'll get into just, it, and it'll yeah. probably be our longest episode yet. But it's the best, like, just movie. Like, even if it wasn't right. tied to the MCU, it's just a great movie. Yeah. So I sure. can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, but until then, um, give us a follow on uh, social media. We are Marvel Pod. Wherever you can find us, I mean, you can find us in a lot of places. That made it sound like if you can find <laughs> us. You got something there. Mm-hmm. We're everywhere. We're the new so find us. San Diego podcasting. <laughs> uh, if you want to email us, we are Carmen San Diego at G- no. <laughs> uh, we are Marvel Pod at gmail.com. Our website, we are Marvel Pod.com. We've got merch. Mm-hmm. Go check us out. We've got links in the descriptions on the website, on all of our social medias. Buy it's some on shirts. Public. Yeah, buy some shirt. Shirt, sweater. Hoodie, hat, cups, coffee cups, stickers. Cup. Yeah. All sorts Buy of fun it. stuff with our dumb logo faces on it. 
Yeah. And if you don't like one of us, you can mix and match. You can have just Jeremy, or you can have Mm -hmm. just me. Or you can have neither and just have the title of the show. Yeah, we give you options. Yeah. I don't know what the excuse is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but until then, uh, thank you guys for listening. Mm -hmm. And I've been Jeremy. And I've been Justin. Bye. Bye.